0: Man, they don't make them like this anymore. When I wake up in the morning time. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I got all those lyrics wrong. And I don't care. Because it's a marvelous Monday. Marvelous. Marvelous Monday. And what's going to happen on this marvelous Monday is I'm expecting you to tell me why today is so marvelous. Now let me give you just a little bit of details of how this is going to work. I see all of you out there right now. I need you, if you're on Facebook, if you're on YouTube, if you're on X, I didn't dead name this time, and if you're listening on Spaces, to hit the retweet button, repost button, and I need you to share the show, because if you're going to tell me why today is a marvelous Monday, and I'm going to give you those details on how you can do that, you're going to need to have shared the show. You guys know the rules. Oh, hey, 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 hey. That wasn't so marvelous. We'll stop that. But inside of the comment section, I posted a video link for you to be able to click there and come in and join the conversation. Now, I might have a special guest today, and I might know this special guest. I might live with this special guest, and she might come and join me to talk about why today is marvelous for her. So here's the deal. <clears throat> I'm working on something, trying to get it out of my throat, and you guys kind of help me do that. So, the 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 reason we call it Marvelous Mondays is the Marvelous Mondays, the undoing of the wicked. So, part of what you have to come in and talk about is why today is marvelous and how is it the undoing of the wicked? Because there's so many good things here. I think we take for granted the fact that God is doing something every day. To undo the work of the wicked through the blood of Jesus Christ and our work, right? We've taken for granted just the simplest things about us being a good priest, a good priestess, how that is undoing the work of the wicked. We have been restored back to the adamic ability to be priest and not have to worry about our relationship to God anymore. Christ has fulfilled and, and remove the gap between us and the Father. And through Christ being the second Adam, we have been restored to be good priests to God. And so that's why today is called Marvelous Mondays. Because you just went to church yesterday and you just got the Lord's table and you just got reminded of your sins being forgiven and that you have had true fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ who has seated you right now in heavenly places next to the Father. That's your position. And so you get to work in a very, very unique way, oblating things to the Father, lifting them up. I talk about that with Jason Farley in Knox Unplugged. You can listen to that. That show is up right now. You can go listen to that. So you get to tell me why today is a marvelous day in that context. And I see my wife. I think she's on here. Let me see. Uh, Invite her to speak. Of course. Now, I think she shared the show. If she didn't, we're going to have to talk. All right. So before I uh, get... Going too far. I want to say thank you to my sponsor. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Yes, newhearttreasures.com. I drink from their mug every show. It's like they anoint it with some sort of special oil. I don't know, but it makes everything taste better. And so go to newhearttreasures.com. They have a bunch of great things for you to give to other people. They got Bible verses on. canvases they have book bags they have awesome shirts you've seen me wear them here on the show I'll probably have one on Wednesday because I like to talk about them when we're talking about work Um, newhearttreasures.com go give them a spend or two and say thank you to them for being one of my sponsors uh, because I'm able to do what I'm able to do because of them so let them know you're thankful by the way if you go to newhearttreasures.com let's say you go there you don't buy anything at all that's totally fine they're willing to take prayer requests. So you can sign inside the little information notes thing that they got on the website and ask them to pray for you. And my girl Hannah and her family will pray for you. How many sponsors do that? That's awesome. So go to newhearttreasures.com and tell them. Thank you. All right. So I'll start off. I offered my wife a chance to speak. She didn't. Let's invite her one more time. See if she accepts it. If not, There is a video link. I put up a video link for you guys to um, inside of the video. Um, Oh, let me see if I've got this one right. I'll put it up there. I'll make it present again for you guys. Go to the YouTube comment section or the Facebook comment section, wherever you're at, and there's a link for you to click. And you can come in the chat and you can tell me why today is a marvelous Monday. All right. There you go. Babe, I just sent you a link. You can chime in there if you like. So one of the things that I've been spending some time thinking about, learning about, I've been putting together um, what I think is probably the the most abdicated part of of evangelicalism. Um, oh, she just came in in spaces. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll get to you in a second, babe. And and one of those areas I believe I talked about this a little bit last week, but it is the lack of men, women. Christians to be good priests and priestess before God with everything. And the people who have really been breaking this down and helping me really get a handle on this have been Jason Farley for the last couple years. And I talk with him on Knox Unplugged every Monday. You can catch an hour and a half, two hour long show with Jason Farley if you have the Pub app. That's flfpub.com. You can that's it's free in the app. Just download the app and you can listen there or wherever podcast is found, find Knox Unplugged, and you can listen to those conversations I had with Jason. He's been rebuilding my Christian cosmology. It's been absolutely amazing. Uh, and I'm very grateful for his work. And so I've been talking with Jason and I've been talking with David Reese, Pastor David Reese in Phoenix, Arizona, Puritan Reformed Church, also the owner of Armor Republic, where you can get some amazing body armor, by the way. And Pastor Reese has been working out for us week by week. I think we're about a month in now, every Friday on Family Friday, kind of the alternative to Christian nationalism. where Or where I think most people, when they say Christian nationalism, what it what they really mean by it, which is civic covenanting, making a covenant as a nation to Christ and saying we are going to live in order with what the Bible teaches. What does that look like? And one of the things that David has been breaking down, uh, Pastor Reese, I'm sorry. He also calls himself the Strawberry Zwingli. I like that one a lot better. One of the things that both David and Jason have been breaking down, above all, is dominion. And one of the things that the Strawberry Zwingli said was that dominion, it works itself out in three different parts. As a prophet, as a priest, and as a king. And and that's a man takes the dominion through that same way. And one of the areas we don't talk about a lot, because we, we you know we miss kind of where we need to put women at, but a woman is a prophetess, a priestess, and a queen. Right? And so we've been working that out. And one of the so you have to go back and listen to the Family Fridays, it's inside the pub app. Download it and listen to these particular sections. He breaks it down about an hour and a half every Friday. The last four Fridays have been amazing but the area that i think most is neglected is the the priestly side of man and i think that priestly side is connected to work men have had a very very poor look at the idea of working it is something that we got to do it is something that is forced upon us and hardly anybody is very excited or super grateful or wakes up consistently with a joyful demeanor to their work. And part of the reason that is, is because they've forgotten that God made them for that. That's the purpose of man is to work. And what he does in his work is he takes things one way and he works them into a place where they become something different by the time he's done. So man's whole duty is a priestly work. And, and Jason Farley, in today's episode that I did with him on Knox Unplugged, really got into the Levitical priesthood and what they were supposed to do with the, the wave offering. And he breaks down that this wave offering comes and a priest is following the orders and the duties, the instruction given to him by God on how he's supposed to deal with the materials that God gives him. And how to take these things to their intended end properly, the metaphysical realities of creation. So the priest gets these grains, this, and he waves them before the Lord. And then he takes them and then he he uses them. And about 50 days later, he comes back and it's a bread offering, right? It's it's materialized into something different than it originally was, and he takes that before the Lord. And one of the things that priests do is oblate, which is to take something and to raise it up, raise it into a new time, not a new time, raise it into a new form in time, in space, in history. And a good book on this that I've been reading so far, if you really want, An Offering of Uncles, The Priesthood of Adam and the Shape of the World. Can't recommend this enough. It's a fantastic book. It really helps you work through the idea of priesthood. Priesthood is work. And it's basically, in a lot of ways, just taking what God has said to do and to obey it and to do it. And it trains you in doing these things. It trains you to become a king, right? Right. And as you do that, you learn through being a good priest how to be a good king. And I believe that most of the problems we have is that when we wake up on Monday morning, they're the most dreaded time that we have because we have not got a good concept of what it means to go before the Lord on Sunday Have break bread and have wine with him, get a new understanding of how the world has become closer to him, and then to go out and then to lift up things to him. So when we wake up on Monday morning, most of the time, even in our culture and our whole society, we wake up saying, oh, how can I get up and do this again? Lord, give me strength. Oh, got to go work for these people, the man. Instead of asking the question, what is it today that I get to have and be given by God to take it through a, a maturation process and lift it up? And so we are, it's not that we stop being priests at all. We just stop being good priests. And instead, in our complaining, we offer up and oblate our complaint of God's creation and, be, and turn it into idolatry. We start worshiping. We start being priests of false gods. And we start saying, God's way for us to do this is so laborious. I wish we had a different type of master like the one we had in Egypt when we were in slavery, because that would be so much better. That would be so much easier. And so we complain and we tempt God that way. Instead of waking up and saying, man, God has something Uniquely planned for me to do in His world today, and to take that and then to glorify it and lift it up to Him and say, "Lord, look what I've done." And and last week I talked a little bit about this, and I, I didn't get a chance. Guys, I'm gonna be quick too. I got about 15 minutes left, and I'm gonna get out of here. But one of the things that the evidence of this comes into play mostly with our children, and we see it clearly just in kids young ones and those who are adults who still have their parents. We're all kids in some point. But one of the things that comes up in this is that we always want to have the reins. We always want to have the power. We always want to be in charge, but we never want to take responsibility first. And I bring this up because Pastor Wilson last week preached this sermon, How to Be a, Good, a Christian Child. And I didn't forget this. This was so powerful because when you talk about being a Christian child, like I said earlier, it's not just little ones who we have as our children now that are in our house. We are someone's child too. And so we still fall underneath that type of of, of preaching when he's when he's talking. We're someone's child, and how we treat our parents is still an issue of honor and respect towards them. And so one of the things that he said that we need to do— and he was speaking to teenagers primarily, was that as a teenager, instead of complaining about what your parents won't allow you to do, instead of complaining about what they have as authority over you, why don't you take some responsibility and say, you know what? I realize that in this house, I drink a lot of milk. I eat a lot of food. What can I do that would help produce more milk, more food here in this house to this family. How can I contribute in such a way that I can take responsibility over the things that I engage with? How can I help you, mom and dad? And he said, and I think it's true, everybody's going to fill their teenager's hand and be like, are you okay? What'd you do with my son? What'd you do with my daughter? I, what is this? Right. And so until I want to even stress and say, Part of the reason why our kids are not acting like that, where they seek to jump to responsibility first before trying to get the joy and the pleasure. What is that? That's garden mentality, right? That's Eve mentality where we, uh, what's up, guy, where we seek to grasp after something that we haven't completely matured to yet. And part of the problem that we have in our own houses is that we, what's up, Lindsay? I see you, Lindsay Rose is that we ourselves are not modeling for our children what it looks like to be a good priest, and that means taking responsibility for where we're at, where we're, what's going on, taking the authority there by taking the responsibility to say, ah, this isn't done in the house, let me go do it. And let me do it in such a way that says that I joyfully take responsibility for the trash in the kitchen. I joyfully take responsibility for, oh, I feel like I'm preaching on myself right now, the yard uncut. I joyfully take responsibility for the bathroom not being clean, right? And so taking responsibility for that and then acting in such a way joyfully produces responsible people who want to take responsibility, who do those things in joy, that you then get to say, Ah, you can have some authority, right? People who take, res- people who take responsibility, God gives them more. He doesn't, he doesn't take away from them. And that's been part of our problem is that we don't model, we don't um, joyfully take responsibility of the mess. Instead, we complain about it. And so Marvelous Mondays are about seeing the mess, seeing the craziness, And joyfully taking responsibility of that by doing the work and making that the contagious thing, because something is going to be contagious in your house. And good priests say, ah, let me figure out how to oblate the trash. (laughs) How do I make this? How do I make this kitchen better than what it was when I got here? How do I make this body better than what how I got it? Right. How do I oblate that? How do I take these kids? These human beings, and how do I lift them up? Your children are made of words. Oh, Jason got into that. So good. And he talked about this on and Plug. Go listen to that show today we did. So good. We are to be priests to other human beings made in the image of God. So then how do I lift them up? Well, they're made of words. Are you using your words to build up somebody else in love? Or are you using your words to tear down and create malice? This is convicting. When you get on social media and you start talking, are you thinking about, man, how am I building somebody up? Is this actually building somebody? Am I, or is this being, or I'm looking to tear them down? Ugh, so much there. So much there. All right. I have my wife. I'm going to unmute you. Uh, or oh, you can unmute yourself, Sharon. And then uh, you can start us off on why today is a marvelous Monday for you. Hey. Okay. Hey, babe. Hey. It's so fun. Thank you for joining. I don't know if
1: I got this right. Yeah, I hear you. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Okay, great.
0: <laughs> okay, well, now, um, I, I don't. just because you're my wife don't mean that you can lollygag on here. You better come on and get to it. Excuse me, <laughs> this man was a hard bargain. So what this makes this cold a, cold. what makes this a marvelous Monday for you? Barbecue, barbecue makes it a
1: wonderful Monday, a marvelous Monday.
0: Okay, do explain.
1: Okay, okay, you're always posting pictures of your smoked foods, right? Mm. And, and, so, <laughs> and so there it is. It's just sitting out there for the world to see. Mm. And it turns into something else. It can turn into something else. You just have to watch the hand of God. Okay, so yummy food. You know, we all get...
0: didn't. oh you're breaking up on my side. See say, that, say, say that again. We all get What?
1: We all get fed, right? Yeah, we all we all get fed. I didn't have to make it, and <laughs> and like glory be, right? Wait, let me see if I can get
0: you, you, are that's you there. Good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. No, I'm listening. I, I like I like how you praise me. Okay, Keep good. going. You're doing a great job. Keep praising. <laughs> it. Mm.
1: Okay, okay. So, but it goes further, right? You get to snap a picture of it. You get to post it online. And show, like, you know, what you got going on over here. And so then we get—this is how I meet. Like, you knew the Bergmans, but I didn't know the Bergmans. Right, right. Right? We had, all of a sudden, visitors at our house. And it's because you had been posting pictures, and people were in town. They needed a place to go and eat, and they ran into you. And they're like, I mean, you make food, we see it all the time, right? <laughs> and so and so then my husband brought home like 17 people, you like 17 guests that I did not know. Only through
0: your contact with them. Or the business contact. Oh, it was even it was even worse than that. I called you on speakerphone with all of them in the room asking for permission for them to come over. Like you could say no. Like you could say, like, you know what like, right, yes. right. Yes. Yes. And yes, you yeah.
1: took it all the way there. I was yeah, like, I oh dear. Mm. Oh dear.
0: I don't recommend so, doing that, by the way. But
2: cut.
0: <laughs> What'd you say? I don't recommend doing that, by the way. I don't think anybody should do that. That's not a good move. <laughs> I, I cashed in some equity on that one. I ain't going to lie, I did. I cashed in some equity. All right. Cut two. <laughs> Cut
1: two, like you know, cut two. I'm tearing the house apart trying to put it together so that we can get the guests here. You're you're cooking up a storm because you're supposed to be smoking meat for everybody, and the kids are all like, "What are we doing?" Right? So, and and in the middle of all that was all of was all of the worry because it was just like you were saying, like you know how there's a feel inside of a household. And you know there there can be complaining or there can be joy, right? Yeah. And so I remember the kids, the older ones for sure were fretting like, who are these people? And how many? How how are the kids going to be nice? Are the are the parents going to be engaging? How, how, what what do we have to do? You know, like like. Wh- who, what is? What have we gotten ourselves into? And why can't tell we all just my invite business. People? Tell all my
0: business. Just tell I'm it saying,
1: all. This is, this is a conversation. We're like, how come dad didn't invite over people that we know? Like, we we haven't been hosting people. See, like, Shannon's haven't been hosting people because we have a whole to-do in the house with my son who has the concussion. So we've been keeping things real low-key, real quiet. You know, we haven't been hosting. We haven't really been going out much. We we kind of been hermits up until that point, and so this is this is this is over the summer. So boom, all of a sudden, Dad's got seventeen guests, and we're gonna host them. And it was like, oh snap! Okay, okay, so we're full on. And so this was this was these were all the dads like, oh man, how loud is it gonna get? Is it yeah. gonna is it gonna overstimulate my son? Um, you know, how, how long? You know, what's gonna happen? And so cut to they get here and everybody, everybody from the oldest to the youngest of everybody in the house got along so well. Yeah, It was sweet fellowship all around. I got to meet like two moms that I wouldn't have met in a million years and all of their lovely kids. And then the husbands to boot, all of the children were just playing everywhere even the concussed one was outside throwing a football with all of their boys Right, and god just glorified it right he just he you know just answer the phone for your husband who has you on speaker with 17 people and be like yeah sure you know (laughs) and so but it gets better it gets better it gets better like we we had sweet fellowship that night and have remained friends since then, just kind of building on it, catching up with one another here and there, and sharing prayer requests, and just in general. Well, cut to, again, just this past weekend, babe, you know I talk, I like i am i t I'm I'm the person who talks to people in restaurants, people, I'm washing my hands, I meet friends in the grocery store aisles. I just talk, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm and, that one. And everybody can and, hear
0: you in the grocery store too. We know. We know Sharon is here. That's the yes, no question. Big, loud laugh, you know, and
1: I'm complimenting your baby and all all of it. So I'm talking. I'm doing what I do. I'm talking. I I I texted Di. To see how she was doing. That's you know, one of the moms who I met that night that she brought over from your glorious barbecue. I was I'm chatting with her and I'm asking her, it, it occurred to me out of nowhere, I'm gonna call it God, to just ask her.
0: oh, you broke up there. What'd you ask her? Yeah, go ahead. what you
1: Sorry, ask? Sorry, babe. You asked her what I asked her. I really felt like I I felt like I should ask her um, about another friend. I have, we have more friends who they don't know who are dealing with uh, their son's eye. We have friends in Spokane whose son, a four year old got struck in the eye with an arrow and his retina got detached.
0: Mm.
1: And, and it's a whole to do, right? You're trying to. I'm. I'm. I'm praying for this kid. This just happened in the last month, so we've been praying for this little guy. And I was like, "Die! Have you ever known a friend whose whose retina was detached and you know who was able to have it reattached before? Well, it so happens they have friends <laughs> in Florida." who are doing the exact same thing with their 12-year-old son. He, mm. his, first, his first surgery went, it failed. It was a fail. They, they tried and, and, you know, whatever technique they used that time, it didn't work. So they went back again and they tried another way and it's reattached now. Mm. And God is kind for all this technology, but it's reattached and he's seeing from it. And his vision is growing better from it by the day. Mm. And he's going to, like, he, this kid is doing fine. Well, so then I'm like, let's connect these two families who don't know one another. I have a friend in Spokane. You have a friend in Florida. They both have sons with detached retinas. The one is reattached and one needs to be reattached. And we are connecting them today. Like, today we swapped contact information to connect those two families and i'm just excited to see what god will do because talking and because barbecue yeah. i wouldn't know this woman existed
0: you know <laughs> yeah you know that's that's a really good point babe thanks for coming on i appreciate you
1: i am random that way but uh, look what god's doing
0: yeah no i i'm going to speak on that just a second i'm going to thanks for uh, unlike in real life i actually have a mute button here but i'm not muting you because i don't want to hear anything else you got to say i just want to Move to, you know, but yeah. Thank you, babe. Love you. <laughs> okay, babe. Um, you know, you got to remember how this started. I know this is a long story, but just pay attention to this real quick. I just got to set this up and, and restate it. And then, Ellie, I'm going to let you come in next. Do you know how many times I practice lifting that meat up? <laughs> I mean, I was was lifted a lot of meat up a bunch of times. And in the process of ablating this meat and lifting it up and trying to be a good priest of this, bring it from something that's raw and uncooked, season it, put some pepper on it, put some mustard stuff on it, get some wood, get some fire going and get this incense of smoke from this fire into the crevices of this meat to the core of it so that we can have something transform through a priestly duty. And in the process of doing that, posting pictures so that maybe somebody else can take joy in doing this. That led to a relationship that when our friends came in town said, we want to experience this priestly duty of cooking that you've been doing. And through that, we've developed a a relationship with them that has allowed us to continue in fellowship so that we can bless other people. That's beautiful. This is what I mean. If we as Christians were doing the thing of oblating and lifting things up to the Lord and getting to work and doing it in joy so that it has a beauty to it that other people want to partake of, if we are just doing that, I don't have to argue with you about post-millennialism. I don't have to argue about if the world's getting better or not. You can taste and see it. You can see eyeballs getting put back together in somebody's head so they can see from it through a relationship that you would have never made the connection of. That's what happens when we function and live as good priests and priestess before the Lord. These kind of relationship and things happen from us just being good priests. Do we have all the answers? Absolutely not. But I bet you if you start taking joy in the very things in front of you and learn how to oblate those things before the Lord, I guarantee you that the world that you're living in in that moment, in that place, will be completely transformed. We've forgotten that. And you know what a simple word for that is? Work. Joyful work. Joyful responsibility. Joyful Oh, blading, right? All right. Ellie, you have the floor. Tell me why today is so marvelous and why Mondays are so marvelous.
2: Can you hear me okay?
0: I hear you just fine.
2: All right. First of all, I want to know why I wasn't one of the 17 invited to your house. You ain't been to Moscow. um...
0: You ain't been to Moscow. (laughs) Don't even talk about it. Don't act like you've been to Moscow. (laughs) Dang,
2: giving away my location. I'm All right. Um, uh, I, I have a lot of stories that I know of other people's lives. So I'm going to tell this story in a way that isn't really giving away personal information or anything, but I was in church and sometimes people, you know, we might think, is there hope for the next generation and with all this stuff going on and young people who aren't in in church. Um, well, then I hear this little girl asking her mom, and I'm gonna say this girl is maximum seven years old or younger, and she's asking her mom why can't she take part in this bread and wine going around the communion? And so her mom's asking her some questions uh to you know just Explained to her that, well, we do it because such and such. And well, why don't you tell me, well, do you know what the bread what the bread is for? And she said, Yeah, it's to represent uh Jesus' body broken for us. And her mom stopped, and then so her mom asked her, Well, what's the wine for? And this little girl goes, That's uh like represents Jesus' blood poured out for us. And her mom just stopped. And this is just a beautiful picture that just reminded me. Like we're we're on the winning team. We're on the winning team, guys. And that's why it's a marvelous Monday. That's all I got to say for today.
0: That's really good. Thank you, Ellie. Um you know I don't understand why we're so surprised that God is going to do the things he said he's going to do. You know, like <laughs> And I'm just talking I'm not just trying to talk about this situation. I'm just you know, think about it like this. The Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, then will I hear from heaven and heal their land. And we don't have the type of faith that believes that because we Don't expect healing to come around. We expect more destruction and mayhem. But let me give you one of the... If you read through Numbers, if you read through the Old Testament, particularly you see the children of Israel, you see priests that do this both a kind of protecting and a type of going in between and and lifting men up. And what, what I mean by that is um, when when you cry out to God, and let's say you ask him for rain, we are not the kind of people who go grab rain boots, a poncho, and an umbrella. We are the kind of people who are walk outside without it, surprised if it actually happens. And I know everybody's, oh, that's kind of charismatic. No, 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 it's not charismatic. And maybe it is, but it's right. You know, if if that's what you're praying for, and if you're not asking it in the midst, to assume, consuming them on your own lust, and you're asking according to the will of God that his kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven, and that's the way your heart is, why are you surprised when God comes through? I've, I, I have this—a a good priest, a good priest is the kind of person that runs in and gets— and guards the people from the wickedness because it's been lifting them up properly. I'm thinking of Phineas, right? Who saw that the judgment of God was coming down on the people of God because they had turned to idols and had been laying with these prostitutes who were, by the way, were shipped into, to their camp from the wicked ones. And they say, Hey, we know how to get them women. And so as they're sleeping with these, um, these pagan women, these, um, women that are not a part of Israel, unlawfully, you see Phineas come and starts to kill the thing. (laughs) He's like, kills these people who are like, hey, I found them, boom, to the death. All right, Lord, bless us again. Like, good priests deal with the sin that's there. They actually go before man and God, and they're like, hey, you can't do this. You're going to bring judgment on us. But that's because he knows how to rightly deal with things. He knows how to rightly parse things. He knows what God has commanded and how men should be operating. And so when we look at our world right now, we don't, part of the priesthood of Adam, inside of that was guarding and protecting, right? Like that's the priest in the Old Testament, don't forget, had a sword too. There was a form of protection. There was... Priests who with swords, they were the ones who went out into battle ahead, right? There's a part of our priestly duty that is a protective form and a fighting form and engaging form. It's just, mm. (sighs) somebody said, Lindsay said, if the problem is people think that Jesus hasn't assumed full authority, even even though he has. I, I can't agree with you more on that, Lindsay. That's all right. He's 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 received full authority, and and not just in that. He has restored us back to the the chasm the chasm that was there, that Adam made. Christ has restored, so we get to actually go to work with some joy, knowing that the work that we do is going to be is going to be a sweet smelling savor in the the nostrils of God so that He will bless it because of what Christ has done and not because of what we have done. But we get to work well because He's worked already. And not just that He's worked already, He's already worked the good works for you to do. So you're just walking in them by faith. So we don't wake up on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We don't wake up on any day and think, Oh, labor. No, we wake up every day, particularly Mondays after the Lord's Day, rejuvenated and excited to see how God is going to use our work for his glory. I've said this before, and I'm going to keep saying it before we go to work every day. I pray with my kids, Lord, fill our hands with good works to do. And at the end of the day, with family worship, our prayer is, Lord, here are our good works. May they have been glorifying to you. And may you use them to glorify your name. And when we act and think and function that way and are thankful for everything that God puts in our plate, then we can be good priests with those things and show the world how, the, how everything's supposed to function. This is the proper use of this. This goes into what we talk about on Tech Theonomy Tuesdays. What does a good priest look like with this AI, with that thing? But if you want to get started being a good priest, you're going to have to start with the people in your home. Do you lift up your family before the Lord? Are you building them up in the word of the Lord? Are you building them up to teach them how to pray? Are you teaching them responsibility and good business when you walk into the house? This is convicting. I have to work through this. And how do I say, ah, this is my shoes on the floor that my little girl fits. I'm going to take responsibility for that. And I'm going to show her what it is to be joyful about being a good priest and you're not just a good priest in work you're a good priest in your dressing you are taking your body every day and either being a good a good priest by how you dress and you oblate your clothes and your body does it magnify your body in a godly way or does it say huh, frump don't be a frump be a good priest don't be a bad priest glorify and adorn yourself According to that, that brings God glory in everything, in everything. All right, that's me. I'm done today. Marvelous Mondays. We out once again. Don't forget, it's marvelous because Christ has died and restored Adam to his proper place. Me and you, we're with Christ. We get to work in joy, knowing that everything we do accomplishes God's good end. And God has predestined those works for, for us to do so we can take joy in them, knowing that it's taken dominion. Until next Marvelous Monday, I can't wait to. F- I want to hear more. What's why Marvelous Mondays are so marvelous for you. So save it up this week and tell me next week. But tomorrow, Tech Theonomy Tuesdays. See you then.